Come As You Are is a place for self-compassionate reflection to use what you have within you right now as you are perfectly imperfect to find your way through motherhood. I'm Dr. Erin Bauer, clinical and perinatal psychologist, author of More Than a Healthy Baby, course creator and mum of two. This is my second podcast. Welcome if you've followed me over from my birth trauma work. This current podcast offering is bite-sized, unfancy and unplanned. A roadmap for finding your way back to self-compassion and how to replace numbing and escapism with true, meaningful fun. I talk about motherhood as an identity and an institution, perinatal mental health and patriarchy, parental burnout and numbing. The core message is to practice the question, I wonder. Instead of judging ourselves and engaging in comparisonitis, we simply ask ourselves, I wonder. I wonder. This um, list, I suppose, I've put together this week, even putting it together, I still have this kind of like, I don't know, mental health practitioner kind of dread, (laughs) shame almost, that goes with it, that it's not something more miraculous and that there isn't something far more exciting and amazing and instant, instantly gratifying that I can offer. But I'm no different to anybody else. I'm human and some of these basic things are basic because they need to be basic. It's not the time for self-actualizing. And for me, you know, whenever we have conversations about coping and self-care and things like that, I, I think I always have this hesitancy with that work. I don't know, with schema, what do we want to call it? Because a lot of what people talk about is community care. Well, there's two things that go on. One thing is that people talk about things as if they're self-care when they're community care. Having access to childcare, that's community care. Having access to having someone help around the house, doing at least 50% or more around the house, that's a community care issue. It's not a self-care issue. Um, You know, all of those things that sometimes privileged people talk about with what you should do with your time. Like, again, it's... For me, being really, really, really mindful to strip some of this stuff back to the absolute basics so that it's as accessible as it can be, really. Because, as I said, now's not the time to self-actualise. So, these are six of the things that, for me, have helped get me through burnout and parental burnout in particular. And this is the kind of, like, if this is the best that you could manage to do some of these in a day... Um, and even times where I have been burnt out myself and I've had my own um, coach trying to motivate me to get out of bed, kind of, really, like when it's been that bad, that if you can just do some of these things, that might just be enough to pull you through. So, firstly, the sun. Oh, the sun. There's just so many benefits to it, so long as you're sun safe. For someone like me who's very pale, um, I get burnt even in like, a UV of two and a half and I can show you on my face the new freckles that I have gathered over the winter from this battle of oh I need my vitamin D and my serotonin and my melatonin turned off and now I've got freckles but 
if you're able to, something I would recommend doing is investing in a sun lamp. So that's something I know that I need to do. And I'm thinking we're going to set up a little corner in our house that will be a little chill out zone with some books and whatever else we're going to have um, with a sun lamp to make sure that we're all getting enough vitamin D and serotonin and all those good feel good hormones and chemicals. But yeah, I, I can't sit in the sun for too long. And I think I'm probably one of those people that even though I'm pale, it wouldn't matter how long I sat in the sun, I still wouldn't get the right amount of vitamin D. Um, that's just my particular genetic makeup, but get out in the sun. It helps. Binding delight and whimsy. So for me, trying to find something amusing or ridiculous in the day, it just helps. Um, so this weekend I moved a pot plant and this kind of rattly noise fell out. I just thought it was a rock and sort of went to pick it up and move it and then realized it was a teeny tiny frog, a teeny tiny frozen frog. And it was just so like whimsical because you never think of a frog making a rattling sound. And when I picked it up, as I said, it totally squashed, totally frozen, hibernating in its own little thing. And then even just a few seconds of being in my hand and having the sun out, it just woke up and sprang back into the garden. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And for times I can't find anything in my immediate day that's amusing. I try and keep a bank, I suppose, a memory bank of other times in my life where I found things whimsical. So I'll share some of mine in case it, in case it just makes you smile. So one is there's this couch that used to be at Mona in Tasmania, so the big museum. Uh, it has a name, Zizi, I think it was called. It's just a fairy couch and you sit on it and it purrs. It's just like, I want one for my house, honestly, the thing's so gorgeous. I <laughs> highly recommend, um, even if you just are Googling, because we can't go anywhere, like whimsical furniture, whimsical furniture design. There's some really cool things that people come up with. Um, another one is remembering uh, a guy I fondly remember as Carrot Man. So when I used to live and work in the city in Melbourne, and I miss all those colourful characters sometimes, there was a guy who used to just carry around a massive carrot for no reason other than just to make people smile. And gee, it did used to make me smile. I will link um, a news article about him from a few, a few years ago in the notes. Um... There's so many characters I can remember, but another one um, was another guy I used to just refer to as Muppet Man because he used to walk around in these outfits, um, like full shirt, top, pants, everything, just made out of stuffed animals. Um, often he'd pull the stuffing out of them so they were just kind of floppy so that you could fit them along. On a hot summer Melbourne day, that must have been uncomfortable, but geez, so amusing. <laughs> And the other amusing story is um, anytime I tell anyone I was bitten by a pig, for some reason, despite my pain <laughs> and the permanent scar I have on my finger, whenever I tell people I was bitten by a pig a week before my wedding, people just laugh. They just smile. It's, uh, it's, it's almost like a given. 16 years of telling that story, I just know it makes people laugh. Don't know why. So have a think about what are your whimsical, amusing delightful experiences in life just small little anecdotes that might make you smile because sometimes that helps get us through 
The boring one, but it's important, water. Drinking enough of it, having slightly longer showers if that helps, jumping in puddles, playing with water beads, doing some watercolours, just having fun. Water is so therapeutic, so soothing for inside of your body, outside of your body. None of us are probably drinking enough water. So I've added that on the list. I've also added fun movement. Usually I say movement, but um, at the moment I've kind of fallen out of love with anything that resembles a workout or anything strenuous. And that's okay. My energy is very low at the moment, so pushing to try and push through it is, is not working for me at the moment. So going for walks, hula hooping, again, see if you can find something whimsical, ridiculous, or that's fun, that's enough for your energy right now. Um, something else I'm thinking of doing is getting an electronic drum kit because it's often been my childhood dream to have a drum kit. I was never allowed to have one as a child. I've never really lived anywhere where I could have one and not annoy the neighbours. I'm still not technically anywhere I could have one and not annoy the neighbours, but thinking of getting an electronic one and seeing how that goes because I was watching um, that docuseries that Mark Ronson did. Oh my gosh, what a nerd. <laughs> I had no idea what a nerd he is when it comes to music. It's really um, a fascinating docuseries to watch, watch the sound. Because when you, it's another one of my absolute loves, is watching people in their element do their thing with whatever their interest slash obsession is. I have learned so much about music and sound. It's, yeah, I highly recommend watching it if you're looking for something to watch. It was very, very, very cool. And keeping vitamins in check. I know I'm probably not eating the best I could be. My kids are definitely not either. So chucking a multivitamin and a glass of water. Like my coach used to say to me when I was in the very deep throes of burnout, if the best you can do is drink a glass of water and chuck some vitamins down, that might be enough some days. And so I will pass that word of advice on to you vitamins and a glass of water like if that's the best you can do at least you're doing something to look after your body and that takes me to number six which is the most important but the one I struggle with the most which is radical self-compassion for all the times that you were not the partner you wanted to be not the person you wanted to be not the mother you wanted to be when I've said oh, I'm not going to yell at the kids today and then I yell waking up each day and saying I'm going to be more patient and then just not having the energy or the emotional resources to be as patient in the way that I wanted um, and for not moving the needle very far at all in my parenting remembering that that kind of comes into the self-actualization stuff as well the stuff that's on the top of the pyramid triangle whatever we're calling it for Maslow's hierarchy of needs you know but for being good at repair and at the end of the day, sometimes on a bad day, that's the best I can get to is that I can be really good at modeling saying, I'm sorry, I mucked up. I wasn't being patient. I, you know, have said and done things when I was tired and emotional and stressed that I wish I hadn't. So sometimes that's the best we can get to when you're in deep crisis is remembering that you can still, you can still re-communicate and repair that's the best that we can do so 
yeah, the radical self-compassion thing is hard. Know that I struggle with it too. So that is my six things for this week in the few minutes that I had to come up with something and share something. And I hope it was useful and I hope you're doing okay. And if you're not, <laughs> that's okay too. All right, talk to you next time. <laughs>